Hello, my sisters in service. This is your host, Kat Corchado. And today we are going to be talking to Kimberly McKay. Now, you probably don't know who she is, but let me tell you a little bit about her. Number one, first and foremost, she's a military brat. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more during the interview. But she is an author, a screenwriter, a podcaster, an editor, a writing instructor, and a director. Now, she's going to be doing her first documentary called Brat Ambition. It's all about military brats and what we went through and how we extended ourselves and how we were able to get through all those moves and making friends and leaving old friends and family, et cetera. So I'm hoping that you'll be able to tune in and maybe even tell your story that might be, could be, maybe featured in her documentary. So I hope that you will tune in. Hello, sisters in service. Yes, it's me again, your host, Kat Corchado. And this is another episode where we have as our guest, Kimberly McKay. So everyone, give a warm welcome to Ms. Kimberly McKay. Kimberly, welcome to Sisters in Service. Thank you so much. I'm honored. I'm so super excited. I don't know why I'm so amped up about this project you're on. I I just felt it so much when, you know, when KP first came and said, hey, she's doing this. I'm like, oh, this is such a great thing. Nobody has ever asked me, and I don't know whether it's occurred to them or not, you know, what being a military brat, how it was for me. Let's learn a little bit about you. Now, I understand you're a military brat, correct? Yes. My dad was in the Marine Corps for 30 years. He was a career Marine. um, And I have a heart for anybody in the military, but especially those Marine brats. Now, was your dad one of those hardcore Marines? Like you felt like you had to stand at attention when you (laughs) You can't see because we're not doing video, but I am saluting you right now. She's saluting her dad. So yes and no. Um, my dad wasn't the kind that would make me salute or say yes or oh no, sir, because he knew no would be the answer. Anytime he, I, he wanted to guess her, I'd be like, oh, no way. Um, I was a typical, colonel, typical colonel's daughter. I just um, rebelled like all get out. And that's an Oklahoma term, which I'm now adopting since I've lived here long enough to say I'm an Oklahoman. Um but he was also very hard to the core when, you know, he came to changing a tire. If I didn't take the lug nuts off, right, he would start yelling, you're not taking it off. Lug nuts go in the hubcap. They go in the hubcap on the curb. You're going to lose them. You're not doing it right. And then it just makes my hand shake. And then I'm like, geez, Louise, dude, take a chill pill. But then there was like the daddy side of him where, you know, take care of my most prized possession. And when you move yes. overseas, let's talk about self-defense. And if somebody's watching you more than they should, there's there's ulterior motives and look for the nearest exit. Always have an exit strategy. He's He always was that caretaker for me too. That's awesome. So you, you got both sides. It wasn't just the hardcore Marine, but you also got the, the daddy side part too. I which got is cool. the daddy. I got glimpses of the daddy enough that by the time I was in my twenties, I had a softer heart for him, but that didn't happen until I was in my twenties. I had the hardcore Marine for long enough that it took me a while to come around to that. Does that make sense? Yes. How many moves did you have to make as a military brat? I probably didn't have as many as most I had, let's see, that I can remember. 10? Wow. Not many. Not many? That's a lot. 
But I mean, compared to that's like the ones I can remember. So I'm going back to like three and knowing that I'm moving from, you know, an area to North Carolina. Oh, sure. Yeah. I knew I was going from North Carolina to Hawaii and then from four to, you know, then I'm counting grade school, then I'm counting grades, right? Absolutely. So what was your favorite place out of all of those 10 places? What was your, what's the place that you said, wow, I really like it here. Because of my dad's MOS, he was attached to the Air Force a lot. Um, and so we had some repeats in there. And the most time I spent anywhere was Hawaii. So we went there a couple of times. And um, we actually were the first Howleys, which was white people, basically, um, in a little small church on the island. And so we were the only white people walking in. And all these locals are like, who are these local yokels? Like, what in the heck? But they became my aunties and my uncles and my cousins from the time I was three until now. Right. Um, so there's, there's a tie between Hawaii and Okinawa. Okinawa is really where my formative years helped shape who I was and being in that extra, um, I wouldn't say, I guess extra is not a good word nowadays, as far as trending and popular colloquialism, <laughs> but as far as um, that extra um, culture and experience and the food and the people and learning a language, that's just up there with Hawaii as well. And the beaches. Yeah. Well, you can't be mad at being in Hawaii. I mean, you know, mm. it's just, you can't be mad at that. That's, yeah. that's just, I mean, that's just being spoiled right off the bat. You know, it's like where, after you move from there, it's there's where, where else is there to go, but down. Really? Oh, yes. wow. Okay. Absolutely. That's good to know. The there and the people and the food. I will tell you one of my, I've got three military brats in my class this semester. And one of them, his dad was stationed in Hawaii. And I'm like, so how did you love it? And he just kind of went, and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you are not my favorite kid anymore. <laughs> Go to the back of the class. <laughs> exactly. Go sit in the corner. I know this is going to be hard, this next question. And you might not have one, but what is your favorite memory of being a military brat? I think there are too many to uh, narrow it down to just one. So I will answer that with a favorite way of life, maybe just embracing new people and being able to reinvent yourself no matter where you go. Because if you screwed it up where you were, you had a chance for a fresh start where you're going. Um, just the, because painful goodbyes were so painful, I got to focus on the hellos and, and building new friendships. And because of that, I am who I am today. I'm a connector. So there's only a couple in my class, my graduating class, so, and they'll tell you straight up, it's me and a guy named Thomas Klein. We were friends with everyone. We didn't have a click. Um, and, and there weren't that many clicks overseas because you're all kind of stuck, shoved together in one class and it didn't matter who you were. We all right. loved on one another. But out of that, the two of us, I mean, anyone can walk in a room and they'll go, Kim, Tom, who's that? And we could tell you because we still keep in touch with people, it's, um, it's important to us to establish relationships. And that's helped me form lifelong friendships to this day. And that's a great segue into my next question. So in your words, what do you think makes a military brat unique? The ability to see the world from a bigger perspective and understand that life isn't just about them because children that aren't military are, and there's nothing wrong with civilian lifestyles, nothing whatsoever. So let me clarify that. But, and some civilians do have traveling, like whether in the oil industry or maybe the missionary field. But for the majority, when I run across kids that grew up civilian versus military, 
the military kids by all means have no problems going, I can do that. I'm going to do that. No, it's not an issue for me. I will make that happen. Whereas some civilian kids might go, yeah, I couldn't do that. And so I think as a whole, they're just more resilient. They're more adaptable. They're not afraid. They see their dads and their moms going off to war, um, going on uh, you know, unaccompanied tours for who knows how long, one years, two years. They have to step up and be the man in the family sometimes when their dad is gone. Right. There's just such a bigger worldview for these kids that there is a bigger sense of responsibility to give back. Does that make sense? And make a difference in their lives for themselves to, um, to be something. I totally agree with that. There are times when, like when we lived in Massachusetts and for us to pick up and leave was no big, you know, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. We're moving to North Carolina and they were like, well, why? Mm-hmm. Um, cause we want to, <laughs> you know, because we can, I just think that, you know, a lot of people will complain about where they're at and, oh, I hate it here. And there's no jobs. No, there's this. And, and then you say, well, why don't you move? Oh, I can't leave. My family's here. This is here. That's here. And we're just very, we just adapt so well to different things. You know, it's like, okay, what do I need to do to, to make this work? Do you find that military brats going into business for themselves as an entrepreneur, do you think that that their experiences as a military brat makes them more adaptable to being an entrepreneur? Do Are they more successful as entrepreneurs? I mean, I can't gauge the success because that's a judgment, right? And we just went over this in class as far as broadcast. What's a judgment? What's an inference? And what's a fact? The facts aren't out there to support someone saying that military brats are more successful. But from what I've seen, um, we definitely have stronger life skills and we think outside the box a lot more to be able to land on our feet. So my judgment would would answer yes to that question. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, I was I was just reading this article about certain things you don't want to say to a military brat. And I thought it was kind of weird that they said don't say. But, you know, answering those questions like, where are you from? And you're kind of like, ooh, um, wow, okay. And then they go, oh, you don't know where you're from, and you say it's a it's a bigger story, you know. But I think the military brat, they've been to different countries, they've seen different cultures, they eat all kinds of different foods, they can speak languages. When my when I was in Turkey, my son going to school, they had a Turkish American class, and they would have somebody come in and speak Turkish and translate it to English and English into Turkish. So my, my, my husband, my, um, <laughs> my son could speak Turkish and I couldn't. And I'd wow. say, you know, call us a cab, get on the phone and call us a cab. And so I think it, it's made him more resilient, especially when you come across kind mm-hmm. of those roadblocks in your life, Absolutely. you know, that you think, Oh, I can't, you know, some people just, Oh, I'm just going to quit. I, I can't do this. And, and, and even military, you know, military brats who then became military are like, Oh, I don't think so. I got to find a way to do this mm-hmm. and make it work. You, on the brat ambition, Facebook page that you're a part of, that's one reason why I asked that question. What is one word that describes you? Because I was looking forward to seeing how everyone felt about themselves and how the military made them. And, and my word for myself is ambitious. And, and of course, you know, adaptive and resilient and all those great things, right? One of some of the words I didn't expect to see was um, open-minded. You know, I know that we are open-minded, but for that one person to zone in on that one word, right? Um, forgiving, you know, there are all these great words that came out of that one question from these brats that now live all over the world. So 
Um, I, I think that page for one thing is a lot of fun, but the fact that your son could speak Turkish and hail you a cab and, and have the, the bigger view on life. He's just, he's got an expanded horizon basically is what he has. <laughs> Absolutely. I was sitting there thinking when we had done our IG live about, you know, certain memories and one that we deal with that civilian kids never have to deal with was the dependent ID card. Mm-hmm. Now I know it's changed since I was a dependent, but I remember a time when if you lost your ID card and couldn't find it, your father or your mother, whomever was the service member had to go in front of their squadron commander and explain why they could not control their dependents. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was in Germany and I'd lost my, my ID card And I got a new card after going through the lecture that my father would give you. I was like, just give me the punishment. I'd rather have that. And I was getting ready. I went to Stuttgart for a track meet, lost my ID card again. (gasps) Again. And I came home and I didn't say anything. So, you know, on the back of the card, when it says, if found, Uh please, please put in, in any mailbox. Uh I went to go check mail. And like a week later, it was in the mailbox. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> so lucky. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It it was just, yeah, that's just, just part of the stuff that you go through, you know, aside from, you know, moving from school to school or just mm-hmm. moving in general. You know, I remember people saying, oh, you poor thing, you have to move all the time. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I've been to different countries. I've seen things that you've only seen on TV and read about just different memories that have, have been cut flooding back to me since we've had this discussion about military brats. And for the most part, they've all been really positive, just saying, (laughs) but it it's just this uniqueness that we have that makes us more susceptible to success because we've, we've seen a lot and we've done a lot and we've been quite a few places and yeah, we're not, we're not afraid. You want me to do what? Okay, let's, let's do this. Let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. So I just found out that April 30th of this past year, it was national military brats day. So we're going to have to do something special for that in 2022. But do you have anything special planned for that? I know you're, you're doing this project and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I'm hoping to have something special. I have some things in mind, but we're just waiting to kind of see what falls in place with this project first. Um, yeah, definitely want to make sure that every brat around the world is is loved by our project and loved by us for sure. I don't know how it couldn't be. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. I mean, if you're if you're a brat and you're now an adult, you're kind of like, yeah, let's let's do this. Let's make this happen. So tell us about the Brat Legacy films. Okay, so um, I've I you you know this a little bit, but I'll give a little backstory for your your listeners. Uh, for about ten or fifteen years now, I've just had an idea in my head. Just I wanted to tell the brat story, and and every time I turn the TV on or I look up documentaries, I see a lot of negative stories out there. I see a lot of you know the Great Santini is a great film, but that's not the entire picture for a military brat. That's a colonel, not a colonel as in a col, but a C E R N E L, right? <laughs> Um, and you know, there was a previous documentary that I'd watched and, you know, all it focused on was the domestic abuse aspect. And it just, 
really bothered me. And so that's when I knew the timing was right. Because if, if this is what's out there, this negative message of how hard it is, and I'm not saying that military brat life isn't hard. We see the look in our father's eyes or our mother's eyes when we come home from school and we know that means they got new orders and it's time to go and we have to say goodbyes. And that means not telling our friends right away because that means they're going to treat us bad because they're putting distance between us and them. And, you know, it's just easier sometimes to wait to the last minute and then get mad at us that way because at least right. we have the last minute. Then you get to leave. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to see their exactly. faces. And so I called a friend of mine. I have two friends in the film industry. One is John Schwab. He's an executive producer on this film, which is called Brett Ambition. Um, but I called Brad Heath as well. And he's also a producer. He's doing, he's producing um, the Kaimichi project right now. And I said, you guys have both heard me talk about my love for this story idea, which I can't give too much away, but you can go to bratlegacyfilms.com and kind of review some of it and look at it. Um, and it's time. It's time to do this. I, I don't see me waiting much longer on this because we need to put something out there that every brat is going to symbolize, you know, the symbolization of their life. They're going to um, they're going to fall in line with they're going to fall in love with. And it's going to give hope to the current brats that are going through high school and middle school right now. And so. They said, okay, what do we need to do? So on May 4th, which is May the 4th, be with you, we started Brat Legacy Films, LLC. And um, I started talking to people as far as getting people attached to it. And we have a three-star general, a retired three-star general attached who's already gone to Korea and talked to AFN. And they basically sent them an email after the meeting saying, sir, if you're involved in this, we want to see it. And so, you know, distribution isn't promised, but it's certainly a, a good guarantee that if they review it and like it, that it's going to be on a global distribution and so, you know, he's he's working angles for us. His son is also a videographer for us. They're both brats. Um, John Schwab is in London, so he's going to handle things from that side. But he is he's been in everything from the Queen's Gambit to Zero Dark Thirty to, you know, he's an award winning film producer as well. So we have all these brats in place. And now we're just getting ready to raise funds because we want to tell the story of the brat who is 23 and older, who is going out and changing the world. And we want to highlight the hope that people have because of our military rat background and the hope that current military rats can have knowing they can go out and change the world. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. You know, I, my question to you is why do you think this hasn't been done before? Because it sounds like, you know, this is like a new venture for you, but you know how you think back and say, Oh, you know, this one was done and this movie was done and this documentary documentary was done, but this sounds like something that should have been done years ago and now is just coming to fruition. You have this unique idea about bringing brats, military brats into the limelight, into the spotlight. Yes. I just don't think that people have thought that far down the road. I think that the, in any story in our life, there is a narrative arc and it begins with the hero's struggle and then, you know, some things going on up in the arc and then closure. And it's not that I'm not going to highlight some of the struggles that brats have, but sometimes a totally uplifting and positive story isn't always what's going to sell. And so um, just focusing on the hope of what can be because of somebody's lifestyle just isn't something sexy for most film producers. Or for, so, <laughs> so for me to go out and pitch it to someone else, it's not sexy for them, but that's right. why as a brat, I'm like, fine, I'll make my own lane. So I'm going to appeal to brats and hopefully brats will get behind it and help with the grassroots movement and share the funding link once it's up in a few weeks. 
and make sure that, you know, if anyone can donate $10 even, I mean, if all of us around the world can donate $10, we can get to our 75 to 80 K that we need because I'm going to be traveling around the world, interviewing brats. And it's going to start with this 90 minute project, but eventually I want to like work on a series, you know, and maybe segue into brats that have gone into the, you know, the medical industry, brats that are going into the Intel industry, brats that have returned to the military and what they've done with their career. I think there's an entire bigger picture story to be told that you can't just tell in 90 minutes. That's true. That's very true. But if, if you had to guess, do you know the number of military brats that are in the United States right now? Domestically, no, um, but you can go to our film trailer on bratlegacyfilms.com and it talks about in the world over, I think there's over 15,000, maybe more. That's pretty, I mean, significant. And, you know, for anyone, so if someone wants to help out in any way, is, is it best for them to go to their bratlegacy.com? So there's two things I'd want them to go to that website for. Yes, there will be a fundraising link. And yes, we want them to go donate $5, $10. We're looking for mid-level corporate sponsors. So if someone wants to donate $5,000, we'll make them, we'll give them a title. And, you know, anyone that donates is going to get some swag too, which is great, right? So you're not going to get nothing in return. Um, So yes, go to the website, bratlegacyfilms.com. There will be a funding link up soon. It's not yet because of the the hiccup that I told you that I ran against as far as getting it going right now. (laughs) Yes. Um, but we're working on that. We're overcoming it. But I also want brats to tell me their story. So if you're 23 and over and you're doing something to change the world, whether you're volunteering at a local community center um, and you're helping underprivileged kids, whether you're in the medical industry and you are working in the ER, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're an astronaut, whatever that looks like, whether you're a volunteer and you're helping someone learn the guitar and you helped them with their mental um, stability, whatever that picture looks like, we want to hear it. So there's a tab on there that says your brat story where they can just go and fill in some fields and, and just tell us what they're up to. It's never a guarantee that we will feature them in this first project, but it's great because then we know who people are, what they're doing. And then as future projects roll down the road, we have all these future people that we can contact. Absolutely. So you might be traveling all over the world then. Well, I mean, that's the goal, but I have to have a backup plan too, right? So for all of you out there listening and you know people with some deep pockets, please help this woman with her project mm-hmm. because I think it's 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 important and I think it's something that people want to know and need to know about military brats. And I think it's it's a, a very important project, you know, because I had forgotten about my my brat life. And like I said, all of these memories just came rushing back because we kind of forget, you know, so that leads me into this next question. Did you know that your brat life would help you in your life and or business? Amen. I did. Um, I, I've always been a big believer and, and my faith has always kept me grounded no matter what life has thrown at me, positive or negative. And I always knew that God had a purpose for me in my life. And so no matter what I was doing, whether it was involved in you know being a military brat or college student, or I knew that wherever God took me on my path, that those were going to be tools and skills I took with me to further my, my education or my outlook or however I could help other people. We don't look back on these struggles we've had. We just keep looking forward. Okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And then we never look back and say, wow, that was really difficult for me but I got through it. I did it. And, and I think, you know, being a military brat was part of that, that 
don't give up kind of concept, mm-hmm. you know, to dig your heels in mm-hmm. and do what's required and, and, and not stop. A lot of people are like, Oh, it's just, it's too hard. And we had to put our big girl panties on and keep moving. <laughs> he goes, you better get up or you're going to get left. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is, uh, this is such a, uh, been such a great conversation about um, brat life. So, you know, if any of you are military brats, you can uh, go to bratlegacyfilms.com. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And, and just take a look at the trailer. It's, it's very well done. And I've, I've been on board uh, with Kimberly from day one and don't ask me why this is so important to me or why I I just feel like I just need to help with this any way I can. Go to Kimberly's Facebook page or the Brat Legacy Films p- Facebook page and just say, yes, I'm a brat. Whether you're Army, Navy, whatever, Air Force, you know, we need to know how many of you are out there. So let us know. So Kimberly, if someone wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? So at Brat Legacy Films, there's social media links. So following us there is also going to help us. But if they need to email us, there's a contact form, you know, at that Your Brat Story. Even just sending me an email through that, just saying, hey, I heard Kat's podcast. I just have questions. Even if it's, we also have a corporate sponsor tab on there. So if anyone is like, you know what, I'm not a brat, but my dad was, and I own a business and I care about his legacy being told. Well, Kimberly, it's been such a pleasure having you on. Um, as soon, like I said, as soon as I heard you, I was like, she has to be on my podcast. <laughs> I love you. You're so sweet. And I want to have you on mine as well. Let's do it. Let's do this. I want to be able to sit back and watch the movie and go, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do this. So Sisters in Service, thank you so much for listening. Again, I hope that you will follow me in my journey as a podcaster And thank you so much for those of you that are listening. I hope you will keep listening. And until next time, please stay safe, take care of each other, and we will see you again soon. Mm